one and all listeners faithful friends uh, I don't think there's any new, new new people who've sort of just discovered this oh I wonder what that's about and um, you know if they are if somebody stumbled on this if, oh sounds like an old man it's probably just going to whine on about crap and uh, they wouldn't last very long but to my regular listeners hello 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 from Bluffers Park on a Tuesday afternoon, it's about 4 o'clock in June, another hot day in June. I've just come back from uh, a little bookstore at the corner of a Kingston Road in Midland. Uh, one I've been to before. I really like it. Very small. One very nice person. Uh, hardly any customers. I don't know how they keep that thing going. Very well organized. And uh, I went in looking for bonfire, bon, the bonfire fires of the vanities, Tom Wolfe. And they had probably five other, four or five other books by him, but not that one. And the reason I wanted it was, uh, of course, there's a new podcast out. You know from uh, Turner Classic Movies, uh, they're, they've put out their second season and they were talking about the making of that movie and the director and what a fiasco it was and how it was impossible to make that book into a movie, but they tried anyway and so on. Anyway, it got my uh, my interest. I thought, ooh, that sounds good. I'd like to read it. So I went in and looked at the other books by him, and I just thought, no, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna spend eight bucks, and I'm probably not gonna be interested. It was only that one book I wanted, so. I politely spent half an hour in there browsing, picking up books here and there, and uh, left with apologies. Said, I'm sorry, I hate to leave empty-handed, but, uh, yeah. I, she said, that's okay, sometimes that happens. And uh, that was that. She has painted rocks in there. I bought several for my Japanese teachers. They're just gorgeous, handcrafted. I almost bought a rock. I thought, no, come on. You don't need to buy a painted rock. I, you know, I could have done it as a gift for Kevin, uh, who I'm visiting. <sighs> you know, and is that really, hey, they're at a cottage. Do they want a rock? I don't think so, you know. As beautiful as this one was, uh, it just didn't seem the right thing to do. So uh, I passed on that. I bought him a piece of cheese instead the other day. Yeah, that'll get used, right? The rock, hey, thanks, yeah. We needed a rock up here at the cottage on the lake. Um, anyway, listen, two shout-outs. John Heath um, and Rob Balser. Rob is in uh, northern Thailand at an absolutely wonderful home and an escape pod that he's had built for himself. Uh, Rob was the first person I... Uh, uh, of our group, or one of the first who went off to Japan and uh, convinced me, yeah, come on in, the water's fine, and uh, off I went, and that changed my life forever in a good way. And um, John, who <laughs> I was very close to John's older sister, Robin, a.k.a. Louise, uh, and his older brother, 
Uh, Richard, and just yesterday I scanned two pictures, or took pictures of two slides, uh, one of Louise and one of the brother, brother Richard, sitting at his round red table in Vancouver. He turns up, both of them turn up in a lot in the letters uh, that I'm putting together for volume two. Yes, we're going to touch on that. Um, it just, they were a part of my life. And both, uh, I, the reason I single them out is both them, when I hadn't put out a podcast by Monday, they said, hey, what's up? You okay? Like, hey, there's always a podcast on, you know, by Friday or Saturday latest. And uh, how nice it was to get two people to uh, indicate they actually care. Yeah, hey, come on. I'm listening. I'm ready for another one. So thank you, guys. Much, much, much appreciated. And for the rest of you fucks who uh, don't give a fuck, well, that's not true. I I was trying to be clever. Okay, come on. just you know, it is it is nice to uh, to know that people are listening. All right, so uh, the reason I'm talking to you now, um, I've got a case of twelve Sleeman Original Draft beer in tall cans, twelve four hundred and seventy three milliliter five percent draft beer. I had to go in. I I've, I need. I'm going camping. You bring beer. Lately, I've been off beer a little. I haven't needed it as much camping. And so that I know what the problem is, you're only buying your beer from the LCBO, the Liquor Control Board, and they always have like the better beer, the Ontario beer, and the Ontario beers they're like three fifty a can, and that's more than I wanted to pay. So I went in looking for. I almost bought Red Carling's Red Label, Black Label, Carling's Black Label, uh, and didn't. That was the cheapest. I think it was twenty four dollars for uh, twelve. That was the cheapest. Uh, this was $34 or $30 for 12, except they are the tall cans. So it makes a difference. I priced them out. I could have had 15 cans of the shorter ones for the same price, which might have been a, a better deal volume-wise. This was better, but in terms of just convenience. But I, I like a tall can of beer. I'll pour it into glass, and I'll have two or three glasses out of the can. It makes me feel, yeah, hey. I've I've had a beer, so uh, that's a decision. It took me a long time. I went through I went through the beer store instead in Scarborough, my local up at Cedarbury Mall, and boy, I circled that store three times. And there are lots of possible options. Um, and it was really boy, I mean, we're talking about life changing, not decisions here. Do you get fifteen of the shorter cans or twelve of the big cans? And, uh, yeah, I got 12 of the big cans. And, of course, as soon as I got it, I thought, you know, you should have got 15 of the smaller ones. That way you can share some beer. Here, I'll give it to a friend. But you're not giving him a big one. You're giving him just one of these little fuckers. <laughs> you little... <laughs> oh, by the way, um, I haven't seen it yet, but Shane and Tom said they recorded a podcast. That would be the, uh, uh, whatever they call that thing, squeeze box. Um, you know, I hope the, uh, I hope Gene puts it out soon. Anyway, I'm in, I'm in the park here and I see that same road trek. I posted a picture before of uh, my sister road trek. It's probably a year or two older, uh, newer than mine. A uh, road trek 190P. It's just, they're gorgeous. Silver, same color, same everything. They've got something on the back. 
that I have a spare tire. They have something else where you can attach something or put something, maybe uh, for a bike rack or something. That'd be it. Um, but they've always got their aluminum, you know, these silver reflectors up in the window. So you can't see in, so you don't know if somebody's in there sleeping. I don't know why they would be sleeping on a hot day like this in a park. But anyway. Uh, but here's the here's the reason for podcasting. Right beside me, I'm going to do it right now. I have a book that appeared in the mail. It's addressed to uh, Ken Bowl. Yeah, that's me. It went airmail. And I am going to open it right now. Are you ready? And reveal to you what it is I got. So hang on while I open this slat. Ah, shit. Ah. All right, here we go. I love how simple these are. Oh, it's hardcover. Here it is, here it is, here it is. I'll post a picture for, oh, yeah. The Unknown Henry Miller, A Seeker in Big Sur by Arthur Hoyle. And um, it's it's nice. Biography, twenty seven ninety five U.S. I didn't pay that. Arcade Publishing, New York. I'm looking for, uh, come on. You always have like an index, an, an inner page says what printing. This doesn't say anything. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, printing in the United States. Visit our website, Arcade Publishing. First edition. All right. Copyright 2014, so it's not new. But uh, I'm back on a Henry Miller kick. I've been reading the other one. Well, that's what went on my last trip. So how wonderful the timing, because on the reason I'm podcasting today, Tuesday, on Thursday I'm heading off to, uh, uh, I was going to say Sandstone, Sandbanks Park for a night, and then up to see Mr. Francis Wooby, in Charbot Lake, and then to Silver Lake to uh, visit a friend from church at his cottage, the one I didn't buy the rock for. So it is very nice to have a book with me, and that is also why I went into this little bookshop on Kingston Road looking for Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, I'm realizing, if you have some guilt, when I think, oh, it's $8, you know, that's nothing to pay for a book. But all my friends, not all my friends, my some of my friends... <laughs> Two of my friends, Brian and Bruce, out in Vancouver, go to libraries and take out three, four books at a time. And why aren't I doing that? Why do I have to have these books? I do not need that book by Tom Wolfe in my collection. I needed the electric Kool-Aid acid test, of course, as part of my collection. But this one I don't need. I just need to read it. So maybe maybe that book will be the turning point. Maybe today. Maybe this will be a significant day in my pitiful little history of, uh, yeah, don't buy the book. Just go to the library and get it. In fact, I could even do that on the way home. Uh, I probably don't have my card with me and stuff. But that's uh, that's what I should be doing. I don't even know if it works or how it works or you order it online. I guess that's it. Or if they're open. I really don't know anymore. I should drive by. Yeah, that's what I'll do after this. I'll drive by. It's kind of out of my way. Now, I could do it tomorrow. Tomorrow I've got to go see the dentist and uh, do the shopping. Anyway, so today I did the beer shopping. That's done. It's off the list. Oh, and I also began my day quite nicely. Uh, by the way, this is just this is just talk, right? If you're looking for wisdom, if you're looking for a piece of information that was going to change your life, something a jewel that you could you could take into your heart and and say, ah, oh, now 
Now I understand. Uh, this is not going to be it. And in fact, I don't think you'll get it anywhere in this podcast. You will hear Ken Bull, a.k.a. Scarborough Dude, talking at length about his private life and his day-to-day doings. And today's day-to-day doing was having John Meadows over for coffee. John looking better than ever now that he's disciplined himself and lost a lot of weight and is um, retired, although sounds like he's threatening to get another job. I don't understand that, but John did. John knows what he's doing. And it was very nice. We spent a good uh, hour and a half just talking over a cup of coffee. He he returned a... uh, a slide display thing that I can put my slides on uh, to view and think which ones I want to digitize. And furthermore, I ordered a slide digitizer online. Remember the last one? You, you got that whole long story about it was a scam and I got my money back finally. Well, this appears to be real. I ordered it through Amazon. I had money I had to spend. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to have this thing, and uh, I'm going to be uh, able to digitize some of my old slides, which is pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, for me anyway. Maybe not for you, but uh, anyway, that's it. I've got my book. I've got my stuff. I've started this podcast. Um, this podcast will be a, a, another humble jumble, or jumble mumble, or mumble grumble, or however you want to call it. Um, because it, I'll be dragging this off to uh, Sandbanks and then on to Sharbat uh, Lake. And uh, so it'll, there'll probably be a couple from this little excursion I'm about to make. So uh, stay tuned. Come back for more. Sorry, I haven't been playing any music. Since all that fuss and all my American friends chickened out because they didn't want to be sued for playing music... Um, Due to the new copyright laws, you know, I've kind of followed suit. Oh, my goodness, there goes a woman in a real, that is a bikini. Holy moly, and those are cheeks. Sorry. Um, with the surfboards. It's uh, it's quite a sight. Paddle boards, I guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. We'll... Uh, We'll leave it right there, folks. Scarborough Dude signing out from uh, Boat Launch, Bluffers Park. She is very cute. All right, I'm just going to say that. We'll just end it right there. She fills out that top and the bottom of that bikini quite nicely. I'm sorry. It's probably rude to point things out like that. No, it's not. No, it's not. Come on. I'm human. I'm male. I'm still functioning. I haven't been neutered. I just, you know, hey... Wow, that's what life used to be about. Yeah, all right, signing off. Bye-bye. Yeah, so folks, here I am again. (laughs) I'm going to whine for a little bit, so uh, bear with me. I'm outside uh, Stevens No Frills, who won't be beat. Uh, and I'm going to do my shopping for uh, supper tonight, and uh, but especially for the next few days of camping and staying with friends. Uh, some food shopping. 
But I'm just out from the dentist, and that's what I'm going to talk about now. It, you know, I've talked about this on every time I go to the dentist. It's on the podcast. Oh, my God. I got this gag reflex. I feel I'm going to choke. I go to dark places. Well, today I was really calm. Uh, they were 15 minutes late with my appointment, and so they apologized. And mom handed me a Tim's card with a $10 credit, which was nice, you know, for just for them being late. Um... And then Sammy, who is my dental hygienist, just does a wonderful job and it's great and very friendly and we talk. I gave her a copy of my book she's enjoying and so on. All that's good. And then the uh, the dentist, uh, today they put up a sign in the in the room I was in. It's a, You know, there are many, many rooms. It's a pretty big outfit. Uh, Dr. Kumandra's uh, office at Scarborough Town Centre. Anyway, um... Welcome, Ken. 20th anniversary. I posted it on Twitter. So 20 years I've been coming to this dentist. And uh, his Dr. Kamandra's, Kocho Kamandra, his daughter, uh, is also a dentist with him. And she was the one who came and looked. And um, I have one spot where it's a food trap and, that you know, they, they could fix it if they put another crown on and nothing. Well, next year when my wife retires, I don't think I'll have any coverage at all. So if I'm going to have something done, like another crown, well, maybe do it now within this year anyway so that I can get at least some of it covered. So uh, they said, okay, well, we'll take an x-ray. And, of course, I paid extra for the x-ray. Um, and then I get called into the office of the woman who's sort of like the business manager. There's a receptionist, there's a hygienist, there's a dentist, and there appears to be a woman who's a business manager. And her job is to drum up business for... You know, if they're going to give me a, a Tim's card. Oh, by the way, with the Tim's card, I got a nice cookie and a two-for-one pass for uh, the Cineplex Theater, which is nice. You know, hey, great. I can take now and go to a movie or give it to her to take a friend, whatever. Um, but they call me into the office, and suddenly there are three areas that could do with work. So I guess from the dentist's point of view... If money were no object, oh, we would do all these things. Well, money is an object. I made that very clear, almost rudely. Look, I'm not going to be around in 10 years. I'm not going to put all this money into my body. Uh, that I really did say that, and she kind of like didn't know how to take it. Like, well, no, really? What? Hmm? Um, and the price, like, here's a price, an estimate. If all the work that they suggest would be good to do, it would be $4,452. Now, I get a basic $1,000 a year, which is always eaten away, and then another for major surgery of, of 1000 But it would not, I would not get that full. Actually, what she said, oh, your benefits would cover $428. So anyway, I just didn't like, as much as I like the dentist and everybody else there, this business side of things, where somebody calls you in and says, okay, I'll, you know, would you like to go ahead with this? No, you know, I, I, no, no, no. I thought I only needed a crown, and now you're telling me I also need a root canal on that tooth? Well, yes, and she's, she's not the dentist. It should have been the dentist sitting down with me personally, the dentist saying, okay, what can I get by as a minimum? Not somebody who didn't really know and, and wasn't sure, and she's got the x-rays up there. And she's looking at the teeth and said, well, here, here, and here. And I said, well, they didn't tell me any of that. Anyway, I was just, I didn't like it. I don't like it now. And I don't like the thought of, my goodness, how do people survive? Why isn't? You know, I don't know that any government is going to have the money 
to sell this to the public, but we need health, dental care should be part of health care in the long run. Uh, you know, because it's tied to your health. I mean, it is so important. But prices like that, my God. So anyway, yeah, the co-insurer, the second payer, would be basic 1000 major work 1000 Anyway, sorry, I just needed to vent a little bit because I'm just, I just did not like any, I, I left with such a happy note with my receptionist, great, book my next appointment three months down the road, see you then, have a nice holiday, everybody's happy, and then you get, Ken, you can come into the office, please, and here's, here's the deal. This is what we're going to do, and this is what it's going to cost. No, thank you. No, 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 not having any of that. Well, would you like me to get a quote? Yeah, get a quote. Send it to me. But I'm not doing any of that shit. I don't. I mean, I've lived with that. I don't, I'm not in pain. There's nothing urgent. And when your body is 73 years old, you don't start sinking that kind of money into it, unless it's absolutely necessary. Oh, license car. Car just drove up with a license plate parked in front of me in the handicap spot, and it says, "Say yes." And I'm saying no. Uh, that's all. Now I've got to go do my shopping and uh, end of grumbling session. But hey. I know some of you could relate. Scarborough Dude signing off from Stevens No Frills on Eglinton and, um, is it Brimley? One of those streets. Not Brimley. The other one. Bye for now. Oh, I put the bell away anyway. Ding, ding, ding. You'll hear, you'll hear a starting bell next time. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> I should have just kept the recorder going. I'm still sitting in uh, Stephen Snowfield's parking lot. Um, that was the vacuum guy called. And I, I have to drag you through all the sagas because that's that's part of life, you know. Um, he called me back. Um, he was going to try and get a chip replacement for the battery, and that's not available with new batteries. But he got hold of a battery. He actually got a battery that works. $169 for a battery. And you're like, Jesus Christ, the vacuum was, you know, like the battery, it's a ridiculous price. But he said, look, you already gave me $40 for, uh, you know, to look at it. We'll take that off. $135, you get your vacuum back with a new battery. It works. I check the charge. It works. So I, I'm going to have to go ahead. My uncle said, look, $100 maximum. This is ridiculous. So... You know, I mean, I should be grateful. Okay, you've got a vacuum. I, I mean, you don't want to re- you don't want to throw that fucking thing in the garbage. But Jesus, you got to be so careful shopping. I, you know, the stove I bought. Remember all the time it took me to buy the oven. I love it. It's new. It heats up in no time. Uh, this idea of the burners that you can vary the the heat of the burners depending on how much of the ring you want to use, how big the pot is that you're putting on the burner. Fabulous! This uh, fast fry or air fry works beautifully for chicken and things. I love the new stove. I shopped carefully. I chose that. That I'm pleased with. But goddamn these vacuums! So anyway, for 135 dollars, I get a working vacuum. And like, you know, what's the alternative? You know, yeah, get it. Yeah. So forget the teeth and get a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Ew. All right, Scarborough dude, signing off. I just had to fit in on that one too. If you're keeping track at home of uh, all the things that add up to make living a normal, comfortable life in the Western world, you know, 
you've got you've got a house that you can vacuum. Be happy. Yeah, right. Thank you. I am. Bye for now. Okay, uh, that should give you a clue. I am camping, uh, and that sound you hear is rain, and oh my god. Uh, but, lucky me, it rained the entire way down. I left uh, Scarborough this morning at 11.30 after gassing up, and uh, drove here to Sandbanks, which you go on the 401 and then head down south and you're on... You're on this wonderful, very popular park right on the water. Um, but it did not stop raining the whole way. So, like, wow, you get a little, a few spells when it wasn't as heavy. And then, you know, transport trucks going by. And uh, wipers on the whole way. Arrived here at about 2.15. And it stopped raining. It stopped raining long enough for me to stay in my vehicle and check in. Recently, most other parks, you got to park, go in, wait outside in the line, but uh, this time it was a drive <laughs> drive through. Um, got to my campsite here. I uh, can't remember the spot. Uh, and the rain held off. I backed the road trek in. I looked, and I thought, okay, I could drive in, but holy fuck, is that ever going to be hard to back out? So, backed in. It took me four tries. I'm not really good. I've told you that before. If I can't even put a, uh, you know, know which burner is which on a, you know, stove, or put a credit card in the proper slot the right way, I'm certainly not going to be good at backing in a 20-foot vehicle. Um... But, you know, I did it slowly. Okay, back up a little bit before you do any damage. Don't hit anything. And two times I was, like, within inches of a tree. Like, boom, about to back right into it. Uh, and anyway, eventually correct. My, by my fourth try, I was backed up right to the picnic table. And still not raining. I plugged it in. Still not raining. I cranked out the awning, had to move the picnic table up about a foot so that I could put the legs down for the awning. The awning is over the table and just got the chair out and it started raining again. So this little period, this very, very short window of no rain was just enough time for me to get set up and how nice that was, believe me. Uh, because just to be arriving now, I've seen people go, I've seen people come back from the beach and sort of running, racing into the tents and then racing out trying to put up tarps and carrying a dog out of a car into a tent. (laughs) Uh, it is not nice camping weather, but the beauty again of this road trek, you plug it in, your microwave's all set. I, I had a hot quiche for lunch with a glass of wine. What did I do? Put it in the microwave three minutes. Bam! One of the ones I bought yesterday at grocery shopping. What a treat. And and here I am. Like, I'm dry. I'm under the awning. 
I have to remember every once in a while to get up and sort of uh, push with my hands, push up to let where it collects, let it dump out the back. Because uh, there's a lot of rain here. But, oh, my God, all these people in tents, you know. Now, most of the people who come in tents, they don't come just for one night. So they would have had dry days or they're expecting a dry day. And you just got to put up a little. And I've been through that. Hey, I've camped in the rain, believe me, in tents. And it is intense. Uh, but here I am. So uh, that's all. I just want to introduce this little clip. Say, so here I am at Sandbanks Provincial Park, uh, Woodlands Campground. And uh, tomorrow I'll explore the park. I'll go to the dunes, you know, and get by the water. Today I just wanted to sort of get settled in. And I'm glad I made that decision because I, the timing was just right for that dry window I needed. So I'm sitting here, I got my, uh, brought the bottle of wine out, finished the quiche, put away the uh, applewood smoked barbecue chips by Miss Vicky's so that you don't have to listen to me crunching, brought out a little chocolate, and I'm now here with Tom Wolf, number one national bestseller, The Bonfire of the Vanities. I, um, the, the timing, I don't think I mentioned this. I think I mentioned, I went to the bookstore to buy it and thought, well, maybe now is the time for me to start using a library, right? And that was a previous clip, I hope. I think, yeah. Well, just this morning, um, I got an email from the library. It's in. Now, normally it said it was going to be, you know, weeks because there were six other people waiting. Uh, but an email came. It's ready. So 9.30 this morning before, you know, packing up the uh, road track. I drove to my local Cedar Bray library and picked up the book, and it is now in my lap, and I'm about to hang up from you and start reading. So, just wanted you to know, as it's very important to me, that people know I'm a happy camper, in spite of this rain. <laughs> it is a nice spot. I mean, I'm looking up at the trees, and they're lovely, and uh, I, I had no plans for a fire tonight, and I'm certainly not going to attempt one now. I don't think I, I think the rain is going to be all day. Scarborough Dude signing off from Sandbanks Provincial Park. Catch you later. Bye for now. slept right through. It's wonderful. Um, it was around, well, it was after midnight when I went to bed. And then I read a little of uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. And, yeah, just uh, <laughs> went to sleep. Uh, may have woken up at some point and gone right back to sleep. It just, it just, I don't know, there's something special about 
in this sleeping bag in the back of this road trek that uh, I sleep really soundly and, and I don't know, a, a feeling of coziness, comfort, you're just you're just where you want to be, and that that's nice. Um, most people I know who I follow on um, you know these road trek groups, everybody's in a couple, you know, and these things are designed to sleep too. But I sleep diagonally, being tall. I have done it. I mean, I have shared this thing. Uh, not on many occasions. But, of course, I'm thinking about an alcohol. And this just would not be the same degree of comfort for her. I guess with my snoring, for one. But, you know, last night, I didn't bother to brush my teeth or wash my face or anything. You know... I had a good long piss against a tree before coming in. I haven't had to go out since. It's kind of, um, well, I don't want to be sexist, but guys kind of camping style. Um, and so I'm thinking, you know, any vacation would take together, you know, She'd be much, much happier in a, in a motel or a cottage. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of compromise. I mean, even when I drove across the country with my son, I mean, he was very much ready for a night in a motel. That night we had the snowstorm in uh, in uh, Manitoba. That was wild. And we were lucky, I mean, to get one room uh what a trip that was. Coming back across Canada. And it was good. It was a really good good memory to have. And good that we shared the time together. We also, ten years prior, prior to that, we drove across when I just bought my new Mazda 3. In 2009, I guess. Yeah. And in 2019, the trip back. Um... I don't know how my uh, my second son Daniel would uh, would manage. I don't think it's something he'd really want to do. We did we did the maritime trip that was with tent. We did the uh, Cabot Trail. We did Nova Scotia. He flew down and met me there. I had driven down. He flew and met me, and then I guess we yeah we drove home together. So I've done road trips with both sons, but. Um, not so much my wife. Well, I mean, I say that, but my God, we traveled across Europe together and then bought a car in Vancouver and drove across Canada. We would have been, uh, I guess, some hotels, some tenting. Yeah, we had camping gear. That would have been 2007. 2007, no. No, <laughs> I had children then. That would have been 1987, sorry. <laughs> oh, for my 30 years, yeah. Sometimes I say things on Dixon Janes. I seldom, these days I seldom ever listen back to them, but uh, occasionally I'll do it, I'll hear something that's, you know, oh my God, I gave 
wrong information, but either listeners correct me or they don't know the difference and it doesn't matter anyway. So, you know, hey, you're allowed a few mistakes here and there. Anyway, it's uh, it's morning. I've already, I know I've got a boiled egg in the fridge. I'm going to have that. I've got some pancakes that I put in the microwave. Just, I don't know if I, I don't, I didn't bring any syrup. I don't know if I have honey, but even just with uh, butter, something warm like that would be nice. I do have some nice sausage I cooked that would be good microwaved. I don't know if I'll bother with that. I'll see how it goes. And then the big question is, do I make the, get the pot of coffee out and make coffee? Which would be the good thing to do. Or do I just uh, boil some water in the microwave and, and throw in one of those instant packages of sweetened flavored coffee? And uh, I know which is the good idea. just involves a little more cleanup, but what the hell, what else have I got to do? It's not raining now, but it, it did uh, just when I, I woke up, the sound of the, the rain. So I've got to get out. and uh, uh, It was so nice. I guess I didn't talk to you last night. Having the awning out, like I arrived, sorry if I'm repeating, but I arrived in a dry spell. It stopped, it rained the entire drive here, stopped raining when I got here. Enough time to plug in. Um, back. Yeah, I did, because I mentioned it took me four tries to back up. Sorry, sorry. But it was nice sitting under the awning. I had a joint, I had a, a very thinly rolled, what I used to refer to as Bob Dylan's, I learned that on the uh, the track gang and BCR. Just a Bob Dylan, uh, just a Bob Dylan, you know, a real thin joint. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it caught on outside of Cornell. Anyway, um, had that, and I spent my time reflecting. I, I was, you know, joyful. I had the the earbuds in, listening to my music, and I've got such a good collection of varied music, you know, soundtracks and things, and you, and so you don't know what's coming up when it's on shuffle, and I enjoyed everything except the Beatles and McCartney's Let It Be. What a stinker of a song. But everything else, I just, man, it sounded so good. Of course, when you're high, it's, that's the thing. But more than that, I reflected about my friends and how many friends in life I've collected. Uh, some of you listening, maybe, um, <laughs> I hope you are, uh, amongst those, if you consider me a friend. Uh, but just the, the people, the eccentric characters. And it made me realize, okay, maybe that is one of the purposes of putting out the Dixon Jane zine, is to connect these people and, and celebrate the friends I have, because in most cases they are they are friends. They are people I know. You know, some to different degrees, and some rarely ever see. And uh, but all with with you know of good character of, of people, because you can. You, it's so easy to think about the dark side of life and the uh, not just the greedy, but the even the the evil that's out there. But um, the the friends that you collect during your lifetime. Wow. And and so I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Two of my friends I've mentioned are dealing with cancer, and that's pretty tragic. 
And they do die, you know. Four in this Vancouver group gone. Um, and uh, contemplating my own end and, and sort of realizing. Came to the realization, I wrote it down, but it was something gratitude. Gratitude prepares you for your death. And it's because you realize when you're open to being grateful, you realize how blessed you've been and how much you've had, how much you've already lived and shared and tasted. And I look back again with the help of these letters and realize I've had a very rich and varied life with a lot of challenges and, and things that I feel very, very good about. Even I mean, And that includes the, the miserable times, the lonely times, you know. That's part of it. That's the richness. That's the texture. Anyway, basically the evening without a fire was just in, in the dark, listening to music, and, and just feeling good, feeling... And it wasn't just like a good because of a high good, but it was a good about... A satisfied, good, uh, yeah, good about the good things in life, good things about the people. God, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining what was a wonderful time, but uh, there you have it. So I'm going to uh, stretch a little bit while I lie down here and celebrate just once more how good it feels to be in a in a sleeping bag stretched out on this fold down, put the cushions down, go to bed. A lot of people add a mattress on top of this, and that would be a good thing to do. But um, I've got a one of these things you use for yoga. Well, no, you use for camping, insulate. It's a mat you blow up. Um, not like a, a foamy... It, it, it's they're special. It's about an inch thick, and uh, it's too narrow for me. I always fall off it, but that might be a good thing. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't really concern you, does it? Yeah, Scarborough dude. On uh, Friday morning, heading off today. I'm going. I'm going to a place called Thrasher's Corners. That's the first place I'm aiming for, and that's named after a relative. On my grandmother's, my father's mother's side, who was a thrasher. And, uh, before she became a bull. Um, yeah, my niece has done the research, looked it up, and it's not far from Belleville, up the road, and on my way to Charbot Lake, where I'm going to spend the evening with Francis Awubi. So there you go. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, 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 yeah, I just, I just celebrated friendship. I thought a lot about the, the people I know and and how glad I am to have the friends I do. That's that's what it was all about last night, and that also made me grateful. I even told my wife how grateful I was that uh, she married me. Scarborough dude, signing off. Bye for now.
Yeah, that's the big bell. That's the big bell. Uh, sitting in the front seat of the road trek of Sal, as uh, they are known. Um, at um, Sandbanks Park, still but in the uh, the Dunes Beach area. And this is where I really wanted to come to. I, I looked over, sat in a bench, looked over across the inlet at the dunes and recall uh, being up there with my sons when I took them camping here with Cousin Dave and his son and the kids rolling down the dunes. The fun was to climb up and then just roll down the sandy dunes. And I just te- I took a picture and texted my son in Vancouver and said, do you remember these dunes? And uh, he wrote back fondly. And uh, that was so nice. It was just a connection to the past. Uh, like I say, a very popular campground. An overcast day. It's not raining right now, but uh, there's no sign of the sun. And uh, But people still down on the beach, of course, you know, and people come prepared. You go camping, you got to be prepared for all the weather. It's so nice to have the road trek because I just walked back from the beach and made myself a tuna sandwich right here. Let's take a bite, shall we? Mm. I got a heavy-duty kind of a, I don't know what kind of bread. It's like a rye, whole wheat, lots of seeds on the crust. Um, not, not the kind of thing I normally bring camping. You just want kind of a doughy bread to wrap a hot dog around, you know, or wrap around a hot dog. This is, um, it's all textured, but would be great for toast. If I ever get around to getting the toaster out, I haven't done that for a while. And it's substantial. I had a slice with uh, peanut butter this morning. So anyway, that's what I've got. I've got my Miss Vicky's Applewood Smoked Barbecue uh, Potato Chips. Mmm. I like the crunch, but I also like this flavor. It's quite good. Anyway, I'm backed in. Um, trees all around. I mean, it's just in most Ontario parks. I mean, they're they're tree parks, and it's quite wonderful to uh, to see them all. I see a lot of cars coming in. Lots from Quebec. A lot of French Canadians here. I saw a couple go by. Two little children, husband and wife, Asian. And both the husband and wife wearing masks. Nobody else in the entire park on the beach anywhere is wearing a mask. And I felt really bad for them because I felt, given the amount of racism in Canada, I almost felt they were doing it so that nobody bothered them. You know all the stories about, you know... Chinese and spreading this virus and and I it made me feel very very sad because I mean I don't know but it just you know the odds of the only people wearing masks happen to be uh Chinese looking people uh you know and the kids didn't fortunately uh but maybe for them they just thought you know just in case there's some asshole out there and and that's terrible. You don't. That's not the Canada we want. But hell, there's a hell of a lot of ignorance and bias, and uh, to correct, um, including myself and and my 
bias against Islam. You know, I mean, it's it's still it's still strong. I see when I read my letters in Nigeria, it went all the way back then. Um, uh, yeah, I just you know, <laughs> uh, I guess I've got some work to do too. Don't we all? Anyway, I'm uh, heading off now to this place I uh, found on the map called Thrasher's Corners. And as I may have mentioned, Thrasher was the name of my father's mother before she was married. And um, I think it's kind of neat that that's what um, I'm just going to go and look and take a picture and send it to her. There won't be any. Oh, there was a plaque somewhere, she said, but. You know, these were, I think, United Empire Loyalists, so there's a bit of a history going back. All right, anyway, I'm just gabbling now. Gabbling? Yeah, that's not a bad word. It's a gabbling. I'm just gabbling. Like babbling and... What's the gab... What's the gabbling? Gabbling. All right, anyway, we are leaving soon. Scarborough Dude signing out, having lunch, and off we go. And then, after this, after Thrasher's Corners, I head on up north to Charbot Lake to visit my good friend, Mr. Francis Awubi. Oh, yeah. Another dear friend, intelligent man, and uh, we plan to spend the evening sitting around a campfire talking. Bye for now. A ding, ding, ding. I'm going to have to talk uh, quietly. I'm in the, an open campsite, and uh, there's a lot of people walking um, the roadway that I'm facing right now. And also, on either side of the campsite, there is a trail heading to the beach. So there's a little bit of traffic, mostly uh, parents with little kids, you know, maybe towing them in wagons or making them walk, um, so having to uh, take a leak, I've got to be careful, I don't want the same thing to happen as last time, get called on by the park ranger, um, but uh, anyway, I'm here at Bon Echo, um, I haven't talked for a few days, and um, I sort of, won't say forgotten about you, but... Um, just you know, other things, right? It wasn't the time to uh, to do a podcast. It's Monday, June, July twelfth. Monday, July twelfth. Bon Echo, and that's up Highway Forty One, north of Seven. Uh, here in sort of a Frontenac area, the central north. I don't know. Maybe there's east and south. I don't Frontenac. Anyway, up. Uh, um, I've had an absolutely fabulous little, this would be the fifth day of, of a holiday, just a little one that was nicely planned. I guess I talked about it, said I was going to uh, Sandbanks Provincial Park, and I probably recorded from there, and then went off to see Mr. Francis Awubi. That would be Francis Awubi, and um, I'm friends with him only because of his name. Like I, I think that is just one of the, the great names. But uh, he does have a nice cat, too. Uh, anyway, spent uh, spent that night, uh, Friday night, in his backyard over a big bonfire christening. A very a new fire pit. That was quite wonderful. And uh, just talked into the night. It was wonderful. And, uh, you know, coffee in the morning. And uh, off I went for the next leg of the journey to uh, visit 
a friend uh, at his cottage. And oh my God, what a very nice cottage. Indeed. Uh, been in the family for generations. All the land along there was family-owned land. And um, it got divided up. Some units sold off and other family members uh, just, you know, built or improved. And uh, so visited him, visited his uh, brother who had an absolutely fabulous place. And the, the brother was a handyman. And could do things like build a deck for the boat, you know, launch for the boats, and, and just uh, fix up a house, do anything. And, and um, as an aside, he creates just absolutely beautiful artwork using um, maple and uh, oak trees that he's cut on his land. And then just sand it and polished and, and shape them into things that are you know, works of art. I mean, you could fill a museum with this stuff. Uh, so that was quite, quite wonderful. Um, and then with my friend, uh, somebody I know from the church, uh, we ended, I guess. Uh, so I went there on the Friday, same Friday, Saturday. On the Friday, his daughter and some of her friends, people in their late 20s, all of them swimmers and uh, uh, lifeguards, outdoors people. Uh, very neat to see, you know, another generation uh, in their prime doing the things they like to do. They're all out on these, um, what, do you, what do you call these boards that float on the water? Could be called water boards, I don't know. Um, takes a little skill getting on and off, and they were, they were masters, and they spent all day out on this beautiful lake. Um, called Silver Lake, which I have camped on the other side of on Highway 7 before. In fact, uh, yeah, there's a letter talking about that camp trip. Um, so, and then last night we stayed up late. But then everybody else had left. It was just the two of us. And we played backgammon, which I had not played for years. And that was a hoot. That was a hoot. He was an excellent host. And um, fed me well. We had plenty to drink, uh, to smoke, uh, things to eat. You know, my uh, my special cookies. I got a beer going. I was really, boy, I needed a nap this afternoon. I arrived here and uh, I was down for a while. Like, bam, I got to rest, catch up. It was two late nights. And... Um, the drive here was fantastic. He got out the regional maps showing me the roads um, and said, this is the route you want to take, 509, all the way through the back country, uh, through Umpa and uh, Plevna. And it was, it was beautiful. And then eventually you hit on to 41 and uh, find this large provincial park called Bon Echo. Uh, I've I've podcast from here before, just actually fairly recently, uh, just being in awe of the Manzanar Lake and uh, the beautiful cliffs across the way. So I'll visit that part tomorrow. I'm parked near a beach now, but beach is not exciting. Great for the kids to swim, but uh, not for sightseeing. So... Where does that leave us? Yeah, yesterday, uh, my friend, I guess I should mention his name, no harm in saying Kevin, um, 
took me out in his boat. He's got a small fishing boat, two-seater, <coughs> and uh, drove 40, 45 minutes all the way to this other lake called Crotch Lake, which he knows well, and it's a permit for parking, and single-handedly was able to back his car in in one motion and back the trailer right into the water and... Uh, you know, without any help from me, my uh, my balance issues were worse than ever, and I was being handled carefully because uh, it was quite apparent on all the uneven ground and things that I was I was in danger of falling most of the time. So uh, these these gentlemen looked after me very well, and uh, I was kind of open about yeah, okay, I can see I do have a disability here. This is this is not just something I'm talking about. This is for real. Um, there are things I can and cannot do. So anyway, we spent the day, uh, the whole afternoon and he was taking me, it's, it's a, a lake with campsites that you can canoe to or, or, you know, motor to if you want, or a kayak to, and people book them and, uh, they're just remote spots on these little islands and shorelines on this huge lake that sort of forms a zigzag pattern. Uh, we got all the way up to where there's a dam leading into another lake. And um, and then he was pointing out each of the campsites. And we stopped at a couple and uh, get off, had a picnic lunch at one. So just to, just to be on the water. But today I just looked, I took a selfie and uh, my face is red. I did not put any sunscreen or anything on. Didn't even have any. I see both my knees are red from just sitting in that boat openly in, you know, bathing suit. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> anyway, uh, it's been a fine, fine, fine holiday. And then uh, he cooked up a nice breakfast, eggs and a nice piece of fish and tomato. And uh, uh, these are, you know, farm eggs. And uh, just, they, they live they live a, a pretty good life there. Um, not full time. It's a summer cottage, but uh, they make good use of it. And uh, it's kind of neat that there's such a family history going back generations of, of that land. And uh, anyway, and now here I am, and uh, I've got a fire set up. I carried, made a point of carrying some wood out from the car. I got wood from Mr. Wooby. And um, I'll have a little campfire later on. Uh, I make a point of doing it. It's, it would be easy, especially in this van, just to, no, nah, just go in, put on some music, lie down. You could do that too. But uh, no, I'm going to uh, have a night of reflection. Probably I rolled a couple of joints uh, last night, so maybe, uh, maybe roll, maybe have a little thin J sitting around the campfire a little later on when it gets dark. So I guess I'm going to leave it there. I'm well into Thomas Wolfe vanities of the uh, no, bonfire of the vanities and uh, enjoying his style. My God, what a descriptive style. I mean, I, I just, I guess that's the work of an author, somebody who can actually create a character and bring them to life by describing the clothing they're wearing and, and their mannerisms. And uh, he's just doing a masterful job. I mean, it's a craft. It's a real craft to be a, a good writer. So, uh, yeah, I think there's enough light now. I can read a few more pages. i got a Sleeman's draft, original draft beer going. I think I've only got maybe one left or so. I don't know. I didn't look. I stopped at a um, an LCBO in uh, Plevna, but it was closed, as was the bakery across the street. So that that was all there was in the town. 
So, uh, but I have wine, I have anything I need. I've just microwaved a, uh, a pad thai dinner. They're, you know, the frozen dinners, they're never great, but it's, it was easy, you know, and sometimes I know it's not a good habit at all to be, uh, you know, relying on your microwave for your camping dinners, but boy, it's sure handy and, you know, I needed to be fed. It's done. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get better at that. I'll, I'll get back to real cooking. Maybe. So I guess I'm going to leave it there. Uh, Scarbo Dude signing off on the last leg of his journey. A, a perfect little five-day holiday, you know. Sandbanks, Charbot Lake, uh, Silver Lake, Bon Echo on Mazinaw Lake. So it's been a lake trip, really. And, uh, and then uh, back to uh, Scarborough tomorrow. And uh, even that's always a treat to get back home after camping. All right, signing off. Bye for now. Give yourself a ding, ding, ding.